0: You've talked about this before. In community, it's the shift from doing life around the Bible to doing life around the gospel. And those are two different things. Uh, We can talk a lot about it, but it's being intentional enough to actually move into what's the good news of the gospel. And that brings so much freedom.
1: And we fear that because we don't believe God is glorious. And so I would never bring that up because they might not be happy that I did. And you know who's most glorious in my life? Me. And that's the thing behind the thing that we start to learn is that in a lot of those situations, it's really not what the other person thinks of me that's the heavy thing. It's that I think so highly of myself that if everybody doesn't like me or what I'm doing or my house or my cooking or my opinion or my hair today or whatever, at all times, I can't handle it. Welcome to the Everyday Disciple Podcast, where you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. In other words, discipleship as a lifestyle. This is the stuff your parents, pastors, and seminary professors probably forgot to tell you. And now, here's your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Good to be with you. Great to be here. It's a little lonely around here this week for me, I gotta say. I'm kind of batching it, you know, being a bachelor this week. It doesn't happen that often, but that's kind of a good news, bad news thing. The bad news is I'm an extrovert, so spending this much time alone, not my favorite thing. Um, I mean, I'm doing stuff. There's, uh, you know, people around the community, but yeah, pretty quiet. Good news is it's only for a week. Tina's doing a little vacation with some family and friends, getting a little uh, sun and beach time. And yeah, just to get in a break. So that's cool. I get to kind of dig deep into some projects but it's a little quiet. It's a little lonely. So I'm glad to be here with you today. Hey, would you join me and thousands of other people over on Facebook in the Everyday Disciple podcast group that we have over there? You can search that up or you can easily find it by going to everydaydisciple.com forward slash Facebook. I'd love to have you join us there. That's where we can touch base real easily. You can ask questions, give me ideas for upcoming episodes. I love that. And also let us know what you're doing and how you're living on mission. We are all smarter together, so I love hearing from you. And if you've been listening to our podcast for a while now, and maybe even begun to consider joining us in the Everyday Disciple Makers coaching experience, where you'll learn to live and multiply a lifestyle of discipleship, I'd love to set up a short Zoom call to get to know you better and answer any questions you have and tell you all about it and hopefully get you started with Tina and me soon. You can set that call up. There's no obligation. I just love to talk to you, see what's going on with disciple making, see if we'd be able to help you. Go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash discovery. That's everydaydisciple.com forward slash discovery. Okay, I'm really excited for you to meet my guests today. They're two really good friends, some folks that we do coaching with, but who've also become very close with us and our family and us with them and their community there really love them, and they truly love and live making disciples in everyday life. It's their passion. It flows out of their identity. You'll hear this in their demeanor. It comes through clearly. They're having a blast with discipleship as a lifestyle. And they're becoming very fluent in the gospel and able to articulate the good news into more and more of life using something called the 4Gs. You've heard us talk about that on previous episodes. You can go back and Google those episodes. Maybe I can even dig up the exact episode titles for you, give you those after our discussion today. The four G's originally came from author Tim Chester, and they're the four eternal truths about God. Then when they're not believed, they lead to every human sin and stress and relational strife. They're a seriously powerful part of beginning to grow in gospel fluency. Real quickly, they are God is great, so I don't have to be in control second one is God is glorious so I don't have to fear others the third one is God is good and so I don't have to look elsewhere for my satisfaction and the fourth G is God is gracious so I don't have to prove myself or earn anything from God so we're gonna get deep into that that's what I want to talk to them about so I'm gonna go ahead and bring them on they're gonna introduce themselves in a little bit here hey guys how's it going Hello, hello. Hello. Thanks for being here with me and a bunch of our friends and just helping us dig out today a little more of how the four G's speak into our life and mostly really how it's affected you guys and all. Let's start with introducing yourselves. Go ahead, just introduce yourselves and then tell me a little bit about who you are. Give us a little context so folks know uh, what you're doing, what you're up to. All right. Sure. Yeah. My name is
0: Austin Johnson. This is my wife, Sarah. Uh, we're in San Antonio, Texas, where it's hot and sunny all the time. Uh, but we're, yeah, I'm on staff at a church here in San Antonio.
2: I work at a fertility clinic in the lab. So I help patients that are struggling to have babies, have babies.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so we've just been on the journey We've even with with Caesar and learning about, hey, what is our gospel identity? How do we get to live out of that? We've been uh, yeah, making disciples and living life in community for a long time, but really even out of this gospel identity have just been seeing God doing some really sweet things and bring, bringing freedom in ways that we've never seen before. Uh, people that have been walking with Jesus, but also people
1: that don't yet know Jesus, we're praying for him still, but still seeing freedom beginning to to come to them too. Yeah. You guys have definitely been in a planting, watering trimming and harvesting phase it seems like you've, you've been having a lot of fruit uh, collecting lately and just some really fun stuff we've been we're really grateful to god for so today primarily what i want to talk about is the 4g's we were talking about that in this module with folks and um just real quick the forge i should quiz you guys but i know you know them and in, in fact for the astute observant uh person watching today let me let me go to this screen view right over here there is the four g's in my office and that was actually sent to me and uh, it was a gift that design and all from these two who have a copy somewhere in their own house of that you know <laughs> yeah and i've had various copies of the four g's uh, on little things posted up all over for years and years but now a framed a nice framed one so thanks guys <laughs> um but so here the quickly the 4Gs and and really it doesn't matter the order but this is sort of the order that we've learned it in and we teach it in God is great so I don't have to be in control that's the corresponding statement God is glorious so I don't have to fear others God is good Oops. God is good so I don't have to look elsewhere for my satisfaction and God is gracious so I don't have to prove myself or earn is love or earn anything in life. So there's those four G's. And uh, boy, they have been powerful, as I've said, in my life. It's been kind of transformational. Tina and I rarely go a day, (laughs) I would say, without it somehow entering into our, you know, just our conversation as we sort out our own heart, uh, what's going on with someone else's, what's behind maybe what they're feeling or thinking right there. And it's been super helpful. How have the four G's changed? Let's start here. How how has the Learning the four G's changed your understanding of sin and where sin comes from, actually. Can
0: you take it?
2: Sure. So when we started walking with the four G's, um, it it revealed to me that every area of sin in my life and every area where I'm maybe questioning a circumstance, it all kind of comes back to these four G's. And ultimately, these reveal um, an unbelief that we have about who God is and what his character is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Seeing sin isn't just what you do. Uh, There's actually a thing behind the thing. uh, Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so the four Gs, I think, really helps you see that sin isn't primarily the action, but it's the heart behind the actions, the unbelief about not believing what is true about God that leading to all these
1: unhealthy patterns of of living and and that is such a freeing concept and yet i find it sometimes uh especially for those who've been christians a long time they're so focused on the action and therefore christianity is about behavioral man you know modification and sin management that to say wait a minute it's really not the action the action is just sort of the response the fruit of your unbelief of your sin which is always connected to something we're not believing about god that's hard i was sharing with you before we started recording that i was uh, recently on a, a atheist and christian panel discussion online and that was one thing i kept coming back to because they were all, all the atheists were focused on well listen how come because they wanted to talk about original sin and how come it you know if i'm born with this stain and now god's gonna you know he's gonna curse me to a an eternity burning in a lake of fire you know if i don't believe in him somehow or whatever and, and they just kept coming back to that sort of sin, sort of real not accurate understanding according to scripture. And I kept trying to explain to them that, well, see, that's because you know, you're still viewing sin as the actions and, or something you did or didn't do or you're supposed to do or whatever. But the whole thing changes if we reframe it as God's most concerned with his glory, what he's really like and filling the world with that. And when we don't believe that's true, that's what... That's what's, That's the actual sin, right? And so we look at Adam and Eve, and we go, well, what was their sin? Oh, God just got super ticked off because they ate a fruit. No, it's because they didn't trust him. They didn't believe he was trustworthy, that he was great, and that he was good. They thought, oh, he's holding something back, right? And so, yeah, that is a complete reframing of what sin is, but it also shows us the way out not just trying to stop that, you know, stop trying, you know, do that less or say that don't say that anymore. Um, how the, uh, how have you helped yourselves remember the four G's and soak it into your everyday life? Obviously one of the ways is keeping it posted.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think we've learned keeping it posted. You're having it in places that you can see, like I put it on my, it's still is my iPad background. Uh, so every time I open it up for work, especially because my tendency is to believe my boss is most glorious. And so mm-hmm. I just put in a place where I'd be reminded of that as I step into the place, I'm most prone to believe that that's not true. And then I think for us, it was almost I didn't say it vocally, but committing to sharing that with people. And as soon as we learn them, like pretty much almost every conversation, we're looking for opportunities to share that the good news. Cause it really is good news to for Jesus, such good news. It's such freedom. Uh, And so I think looking for opportunities, A, to put it in places that we can see it and then also share it with people, it just soaks deeper and deeper into into our hearts.
2: Yeah. I think it's been helpful um, just for even our marriage, that being something we come back to. Like, let's say I go to work and I come home with a hard conversation I had or just complaining about my boss. Austin's always very quick to ask me, Okay, well what are you not believing about God or what are you making your boss or God more glorious in your life right now? And it's even crazy to see just in our marriage and the conversations we've had about work how that shifted so much a year ago to now because it's no longer we come home and we just complain about all these things but God's like completely we rewired our brains to to recognize those that when we are, like I said, putting our boss on a pedestal, we're ultimately making him more glorious than God.
1: Yeah. And and, and you, you're, you're kind of speaking to something here that's really important in understanding and using the four Gs as part of our growing gospel fluency. It's not necessarily just connected to, hey, that sin issue, but it's a negative feeling. It's a hard heart about something or my feelings got hurt or i'm upset i'm angry or whatever and that might that's starting to lead us down that road right towards sinning trying to take control act like we're god in the world and the 4g's refocus us immediately that's one of the to me the most powerful thing about the 4g's is it takes the situation off of me which law says it's about you and you need to modify that the gospel says no it's it's always about god he's the hero of the story so let's start there but if God is glorious, if He's the most glorious one and He loves us and He proved it ultimately at the cross, well, then what other people think of my idea at work or my, you know, how that turned out or whatever. Well, I mean, we still care because we want to do a good job and we respect that person or whatever, but it's so small in comparison to God and his glory, right? You yeah. know? And so yeah, it applies to to lots and lots of situations, not just. As we're trying to like fix sin or whatever, and that, and that'd be a caution I would give people too is, don't use the four G's or any of your growing gospel fluency to sort of just try to fix people. But the goal is to see God glorified. In other words, we want to live in light of who He is and what He says is true of us now because of Christ, and we want to live out of that truth. <laughs> oh, that's powerful, isn't it? Yeah. Even
0: made to build what you just said. Sometimes I think one of your podcasts was about uh, no one actually wants to hear your advice and you jump to even, even with the four G's, like you said, if you're not careful jumping into trying to fix it, maybe it's actually revealing you believe yourself to be most glorious and not actually saying that God's most glorious and you're there to to gospel, gospel the person.
1: Yeah, for sure. So how do you guys use this in your own relationship? Like, you kind of guess, Sarah, were giving us an example, like maybe coming home from work or something. How else do you see the four G's showing up in your normal conversation? So it's not weird or you're hammering each other with this, you know, but just if you can think of any examples of how the four G's come up in, in conversation.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, it one going back to the first with you has to be aware and fluent, even in the language, uh, and it's something that took us probably a couple of weeks to, I'm trying it on of like where where is it appropriate how does it fit where is it not appropriate and so I think the the biggest ones is noticing what your feelings are and you learn to follow your feelings your feelings are teaching you something about what you're believing or not believing mm-hmm. so I think typically you know in the morning uh, then we come home from work and then as we're doing life in community with other people it's it's taking an awareness of where what are people's emotions what are their feelings what what's coming out and then in light of that how how asking the spirit is this a good time to step into the conversation you kind of feel out maybe asking some probing questions um and so i think based on you know people's emotions people's feelings um kind of leads us into the 4g so i don't think you want to read scripture sometimes just probably set it up for the day hey does this passage what does it teach me about god it is it is pressing in his goodness or his graciousness or his greatness. Uh, and then even going like, God, would you help me to see how I can share that with someone today or see how that's at work in someone's life. Who needs to be reminded of this truth? Uh, and so I think as we've done that, it's been, you know, easier to, to navigate and help to enter into conversation with people. Yeah.
2: And one more thing with that, um, just in uh, kind of, going more off what I said about our marriage and how it's affected our marriage. Um, Sometimes, so I'm thinking of some situations where maybe my reaction, like my anger or flustered feelings, doesn't always match the actual situation. And so a lot of times Austin won't actually ask, okay, what are you not believing about God? But he'll first ask, Okay, what is the thing behind the thing? Like, what feeling is this triggering? And then we work our way backwards to, okay, this is what I'm feeling. Yeah. And then we work our way to, okay, this is what's true about God and his character.
1: Yeah. And you're you're bringing up something really important, that I want people to catch, is that our emotions, which reflect who God is and are God-given, are huge indicators of what's going on in our heart or what we want to be going on. You know, like, I want to control a situation and, you know, that person or my child or my spouse isn't going along with it right now. And so my frustration, my anger, my angst, my, you know, anxiety or whatever, it's saying something, it's something's going on. And, and so when, when we hear people uh, in life who are constantly stressed, you, now you start to realize it's like, well, tell them like, Hey, quit stressing out, you know, or the old school, let go, let God, you know, like, mm, here's what's going on. The thing behind the thing, like you said if you're stressed all the time it's because you're trying to control everything you're not believing god is great and therefore i got to control everything and that would mean everything well what are we really in control of in life think about it is our health no Uh, job never been fired or downsized or let go Uh, yeah uh covid uh you know finances the market uh you, you know right nothing truth of the matter is only god is great and he's in control so living in this fantasy world that we actually control control anything that's what produces all this anxiety and and why it's a billion dollar industry in pharmaceuticals all right so yeah i want to underline that pay attention to your emotions another thing too is i love how you're applying this to to even as you read scripture like hey what are we seeing to be true about god are we seeing any of the four g's show up in this passage that's going to root that aspect of who god is in scripture, I think, and tuck it away in our heart forever. Another thing I've probably shared with you uh, before, a friend of mine taught me this, use of the four Gs. Before he would even hit, his feet would hit the floor in the morning, he would pray, Holy Spirit, you know what every bit of what my day is going to hold. You know it. And you know every conversation I'll have. And you know where my unbelief might crop up. Would you just remind me right now of what's true of you in advance, and so when it comes up, I'll have already had that soaking in my heart all day, you know. And you, and and I started doing that too. And sure enough, the Holy Spirit will remind you, "I'm gracious," you know. God's, I'm gracious. You don't have to prove yourself today. Yeah. And when that situation comes up, and the Spirit goes, "Remember," <laughs> and you're like, "I'm ready to start proving I'm right," you know, or whatever. It's like, no, I I can receive God's unmerited favor. Yeah, And I can just, I can, I'm in a whole different spot. And there again, the focus comes off of me or that person or trying to win or whatever. And it goes back to God. And that's never a bad thing. That's always a good thing.
2: Yeah, And I have tried that and I need to do continue to get in that practice. Because when you first told us that story, I tried to start the mornings that way. And it was crazy. It was almost every time. It was spawned on. Some situation would happen at work or later in the day, yeah. and it tied directly to whatever he was reminding me of that day.
1: As if the Spirit <laughs> actually knows what's going on and God is, you know, great, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's, and it's so simple, and it's right there, and I believe with all my heart that our loving Father desires that kind of conversation with us, not just coming to him with our to-do list, but you know what my day holds remind me of the truth right now of who you are your glory you know your graciousness yeah it's powerful what does some of this sound like in community i know you live in community you have lots of people in your life and in your home and you're busy a lot and even though you work at a church your life doesn't look like uh, just a series of meetings i know you're in community building it out multiplying community and even uh, looking towards planting a church this way uh, how does the 4g's how are you either passing that on or how are you using it with others in community that uh, so it doesn't feel like a hammer or you're trying to fix them, but you're trying to help gospel their hearts and, and remind them of the truth. Any, any thoughts or examples of how that shows up in community? Yeah, I think
0: for us it's probably twofold. One, at a large scale, like when our community comes together, maybe for like a family dinner or we're, there's more people in the room, uh, it's using the language, just being reminded of it, even making sure the 4Gs are where other people can see them. So even by osmosis, it's just kind of the space that they're in. Well, I think it really presses in in discipleship, because uh, we've just learned, like, we can talk about a lot of things on a big scale, but it's not unless you're actually with people, actually hearing like, hey, what are you afraid of this week? What's the frustration you're facing? Those are the spaces you're able to actually gospel each other's hearts. Uh, so I think seeing it in community, the best place is in those discipleship relationships. It's um, I mean, pretty simply, then just asking them, hey, what's a fear, failure, or something your frustration this week? And then as you know, we're learning the four Gs, they're kind of just starting to now, oh, you know what? I think I'm not actually believing God is great. Uh like there's one guy in our community in particular, like he's really pressing in and realizing. I don't believe that God is good and he's gracious because my physical dad never approved of me. Uh, and so I'm trying to find satisfaction. And it's, it's been a series of conversations. The four G's isn't just a, we had one conversation and life changed, but it, it's a lifestyle and it's really learning to see everything that we do with the lens of the gospel. So in community, it's primarily been in discipleship relationships that we're talking about it. We're sharing simply what they are. And then we're trying to attach everything back to, to that as, as we can.
2: Yeah. And um, in addition to kind of our house church community, I've been able to take this into the, my work culture um, because I've gotten the opportunity to disciple some girls there. And so I there was one girl in particular that I felt was um, able to kind of hear the full lesson of the 4Gs and be taught all four. But now that's become more part of our just everyday um, conversation. And it's, it shows up all the time. Like if one of us gets, I've already mentioned this, but let's say we get upset with our boss and then we talk about, okay, ultimately who are we making the most glory here? Or a lot of um, people at my job feel underappreciated and overworked and so we go back to okay god is gracious like you don't have to prove yourself to anybody and you don't have to fear man um or i guess that's uh yeah it's under glorious yeah. too so it's been cool to even take that into a space where there's non-believers or people that are learning to walk with jesus for yeah. the first
0: so susie you've talked about this before in community it's the shift from doing life around the Bible to doing life around the gospel. And those are two different things. Uh, we can talk a lot about it, but it's being intentional enough
1: to actually move into what's the good news of the gospel,
0: and that brings so much freedom.
1: And we fear that because we don't believe God is glorious. And so I would never bring that up because they might not be happy that I did. And you know who's most glorious in my life? Me. <laughs> And that's the thing behind the thing that we start to learn is that in a lot of those situations, it's really not the, what the other person thinks of me that's the heavy thing. it's that I think so highly of myself that if everybody doesn't like me or what I'm doing or my house or my cooking or my opinion or my hair today or whatever, at all times, I can't handle it <laughs> and that's that's a both a God is glorious, so I don't have to fear them issue, and God is glorious. And he's way more glorious than me right he is the original he is the glory he is the glory (laughs) he's the source yeah i was uh just reminded last weekend okay right about now we were uh just getting ready to marry our youngest daughter off and uh she was i was beautiful ceremony but the week leading up to it as can be uh, brides can be she was quite stressed out about details and freaking out about a lot of stuff And, uh, my, my wife, Tina just walked her through the four G's and, you know, took her time with it and applied it specifically to a couple of things. So it wasn't just this platitude, but, you know, and a lot of it was control. She was, you know, very stressed out. So she wasn't believing God was great and control and that he was good. And that even if things went differently, if he was in charge and she believed his love and his goodness, then it's going to be good. It might be different, but, you know, and so then... For the next, she was like, oh, it's so helpful. I need that so much. I need that so much. Then for the next several days, my wife was just texting her early in the mornings, a different one of the Gs, you know, with the corresponding statement and just kind of letting that wash over her heart. My son called me last week and uh, he's he's an attorney and he's had a great firm and all. And there were some things going on that he was hoping were going to happen and they didn't. And he was a little disappointed and he called to talk about that. And really what he called to do was just rehearse the truth of the gospel because in a very short conversation, we kind of walked, he kind of walked himself through. Well, I know God's great. And I, and I don't get to control these things. And there must be something really good coming because this didn't work out. So, yeah. And it's just, uh, it was so good to be able to just reflect basically back at him his own gospeling of his heart. And that's what he needed. That's part of what we do in community for each other. And a little bit that speaks to like what you're saying. There's a difference of meeting around the bible versus meeting around the gospel i could quote scripture to my son and it would have fallen like like science facts or something you know history lesson but getting to or with our daughter you know like she she didn't need some verse some proverb quoted to her she needed the gospel she needed to be reminded of what's true of god and therefore true of her and uh I'm happy to report that she received that stuff. And so did my son and the wedding went off great and she was very chill and it was beautiful. So, but it is, it is, uh, it's real time. There's opportunity for this all the time. Uh, And you know, another way that I practice this, we probably talked about this in coaching quite a bit is when I'm watching TV shows, there's, you know, they're all built on conflict because everything follows the same arc of, you know, creation, fall, redemption, restoration. So I'm always looking for the thing behind the thing in the character's struggle and their strife. What do they not believe in right here? What are they not believing to be true about God or what he says then is, you know, correspondingly true of us or whatever. So that's another way. And um, I, I'm blessed that Tina goes along with that stuff. She doesn't get like, just be quiet. We're listening, you know, sometimes I'll pause it and we'll have a big four G's discussion based on what's going on in, you know, law and order or something like that. <laughs> it's kind of funny. So any other thoughts? How would, uh, what encouragement would you give to people who are just being exposed to the 4Gs? And, again, i got to just say thanks to Tim Chester, who these were his ideas. They come from his amazing book, You Can Change. Um, but I just wanted to, didn't want to forget to give credit where credit's due. Uh, what, what encouragement would you have to folks who are just starting to get exposed to these 4Gs?
0: Yeah it really does have the potential uh, to change how you view yourself, how you view sin. It brings a lot of freedom um, into practice. Like it's not just something that it's not just a, a concept or a lesson where, oh, like that's really cool. It's as you begin to actually live into it, that life begins to just open up. you experience freedom, the freedom that Jesus intended all of us to do. it's it's kind of it's activating our identity. It's activating us into being. Uh, who are designed to be. And so practice, take advantage of it, share it. It's worth sharing with other people uh, because this is, this is the kingdom life. And this is kind of, yeah.
2: I would also say to be patient and give yourself grace as you're learning how to walk in these um, concepts because it really is like learning a new language and rewiring the way we think and the way that our brains want to jump to X, Y, and Z. And even for myself, Austin learned this before I did. So when he would try and talk to me about it, I would give him pushback. I didn't want to get to the heart issue. I didn't want to be gospeled. I just wanted to be able to vent and complain. Um, so it took me a little bit of time to, to actually die to myself a little bit. Because as you're learning these, you're also being kind of punched in the face in a way of, oh, wow, I've been living this in this unbelief for a really long time. Um, And ultimately I did want to be in control. So I didn't want you to tell me, Hey, you're not believing this about God. Mm. So yeah, just give yourself some grace. Um, That's,
1: that starts tapping into our idols, right? And different things that we put as something good in our life as, as great. And that without that we wouldn't be, or we wouldn't be complete or, or whatever that thing. And often, there again, the thing behind the thing is, um, the greatest idol is self. (laughs) Right? Always. Well, thank you so much for doing this with with me today and just sharing a little bit of your hearts. I hope this, I know it will. I hope it stirs up others' hearts to really want to learn this, take time with it, like you were saying, learn, you know, post it so you can remember it. I know people who Sometimes tell me like, oh, I can never remember one of the four. You know, it's like, it's okay. It's like learning another language. And there's, it's only a part of our growing gospel fluency. There's a lot more to come. Take your time with this. It's great. So thank you again for being with us today. All right. Appreciate it. I hope that you're encouraged by this. This can be you too. (laughs) And for many of you, I know it is. I'm going to include that little 4G's poster that we talked about in today's big 3 download for you. You want to tuck a copy of that inside your Bible or keep it with you, post it up. That's what we do. We post it up all over the place. I have one in my office. If you ever talk to me, you'll see it hanging right there behind me. Start to rehearse this and talk about it. Use the 4G's more and more and pray and ask the Spirit to show you which of the 4G's, which area of unbelief is maybe going on in your life right now or might be coming up in your day today. And then watch for that. And then remind yourself of the truth. Which of the four G's do you need to be reminded of? And I did find those episodes for you. You can go back and hear a couple episodes where we get pretty deep into the four G's. Uh, One was episode 422. The episode's called What Causes Sin and How to Stop It. Really unpack the four G's there. And then the next episode, 423, The Four Truths About God That Will Impact Your Parenting. And we look at how these four eternal truths about God, these four G's speak into our parenting where unbelief enters in and wow, super powerful. I'd love to hear your thoughts on any any and all of that and any questions that you have about how to use the four G's or anything else. Again, just hop into our Facebook group, the Everyday Disciple Facebook group there. And let's really stir this up and encourage one another forward in the truths that these four G's represent for all of us. And I wanna suggest that If you want an easy way to go deeper with this and get started learning this for yourselves and with others in community right away, grab my book, Bigger Gospel. It's kind of a little workbook on gospel fluency, get you started. You can get that at missiopublishing.com, missiopublishing.com. You can also find it on Amazon or pretty much anywhere. Now, as we always do, I want to leave you with the big three takeaways from today's discussion. You don't want to miss these, and you can get the printable PDF of these big three as a free download by going to everydaydisciple.com forward slash big three, B-I-G-3. And like I said, this week, I'm also going to put a copy of that 4G's mini poster right there in the 4G's when you download it that you can print off and put up around the house or inside your Bible and all that. Okay? So here's our big three for this week. Number one, learning to identify the thing behind the thing, quote unquote, and address it with the gospel is key. If we continue to attempt to just try and address the words and actions of others or ourselves without addressing the heart motives and beliefs behind those things, we're only reinforcing do to be. What we do equals who we are. It's backwards. It's from the pit. It's a lie. Our beliefs and false beliefs fuel our actions. So we got to get to the thing behind the thing and address it with the gospel. Number two. Grow in the importance of having your identity grounded in the gospel. That is so key to all of this. This whole life of discipleship and disciple making and living in the kingdom grows out of our gospel identity. Understanding the truth that who God is and what he is like is a part of your own identity as an image bearer. That'll change the way you see and treat yourself and others in every situation. It is baseline. Loving God. For who he is and really knowing him leads to loving yourself and others for who they are, not for what they do. Or put another way, loving yourself and others apart from their performance. It's so huge. It's such a part of the gospel. And number three is you won't accidentally grow in gospel fluency. Just like any other language, it takes time and intentionality to learn to speak, live, and enjoy the gospel in every area of life. Now, ways to get started in this could be, like I mentioned, picking up a copy of my book, Bigger Gospel, or you might want to even dive a little deeper and get the Bigger Gospel Masterclass. It's a whole series of lessons and worksheets and like the whole package. You can get that too. Or if you're ready to really go for it, join Tina and I and Everyday Disciple Makers, our coaching experience, and learn our full framework for discipleship and mission and get started immediately growing in your gospel fluency in everyday life with us and others, and we'll do this together. I'm going to give you a copy of that 4G's mini poster, like I mentioned. I'll also put links to the book, Bigger Gospel, and the Bigger Gospel Masterclass in the Big Three download. Grab that now at everydaydisciple.com forward slash big three. Okay, that was a blast. Thanks again for joining us. I hope you'll be here next week. My wife, Tina, and I will be having a discussion about the next steps of growing in gospel fluency, and we really break down the core of learning this powerful new language together. It's really cool. You're going to love it. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us today. For more information on this show and to get loads of free discipleship resources, visit everydaydisciple.com. And remember, you really can live with the spiritual freedom and relational peace that Jesus promised every day.